Hey there, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. We are on part two for volume 37 from June of 1992 with Lemmings on the cover. So again, uh, Playing With Power podcast is the issue-based retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. Howdy. And we have a friend of the podcast and returning guest, Brandon, on the show. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Mm. And uh, Brandon is also the co-host of the uh, Taste Test with Indeed. Mike. Indeed. And Hopefully, to answer your uh, question, we are tired, but we are soldiering on. <laughs> I'm powering Hopefully through here. <laughs> hopefully that show will be up by the time this episode is released. I was going to say, hopefully our listeners will have a chance to experience both uh, sides of the right. sides of the coin. I think they should by this by this point. So we're picking it up at Counselor's Corner on page seventy. So again, we're in the newer format, which unfortunately doesn't have the Counselor bios anymore, which is probably our favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. We still have some photos of the lads, um, but uh, <laughs> that's it. Oh my God, Kemp! Kemp. <laughs> yeah, Kemp. Kemp. Oh dear God. Yeah, yeah Kemp is yeah. a is a gold mine, but let's save him for a sec. Unless uh, unless anybody right. has anything to say about Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy two, great game. We've uh, we've covered that episode. Yeah, how do we get special? How do we get special weapons? Is there anything like special? beautiful music editing? <laughs> excellent, excellent editing. Thank you. And we get to see uh, how to get special weapons for the game. And uh, I know that later on they'll do another one. I don't know if it's in classified information or in the council's corner, but there's one trick to duplicate certain weapons that you get by using an equip uh, item menu glitch. Really? So that like you equip it and then unequip it and then exit the menu and then like it's you're still holding it while you have it in the item menu, so now you've got two of them. Oh neat. And they just like full out put that in disclosure in the in the magazine, eh? In the either a future issue. Yeah. Because this uh it's, not it's just one. one of the things I remembered reading. Yeah. This one just tells you how to get how to get nice uh well, you finally have a reason to fight some of these awful enemies on the moon, which, you know, it, there comes a point usually when you're grinding games where no matter where you are, if you stay there long enough, the hard enemies become manageable so then you can plow through and make it through the entire level to get to the end boss. Oh, yeah. Whereas if you start off weak, you're like, by the time you get to the boss, you are just, well, you don't because yeah. you get killed halfway through because these things just wear you the fuck down. No kidding. But yeah, with Final Fantasy two, I never really got to the point where I felt superior. Like these guys all feel like mini bosses on the moon. Every it time you, just... every time you walk up to a battle, you're always pre-shaking before you even start it. Eh? <laughs> Which is great that we're there's... just discussing a game that we've already discussed. <laughs> Jeez, come on, guys! Oh, man. Every time that screen goes, <laughs> and you're just like, oh fuck, can I run away? All right. Okay. So that was brought Final to Fantasy. us by lovely <clears throat> Kyle Kyle Carlson. Kyle Carlson, uh, and who's clearly who not looking at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> but doing all right. But speaking of creepy serial killers, we've got Kent Lundstedt <laughs> giving us Mega Man Four tips. What's the best? Which already name? sounds like a Finnish serial killer. <laughs> he just looks I like he's like... standing outside my window right now. <laughs> 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 That's what the mugshot is. Himself. 
Yeah, he's got like a half bull cut type thing going on. I don't know yeah. what to call it. He honestly looks it's, like a, a Hitler Youth reject, is what it is. Absolutely. Like, he was <laughs> in the Hitler Youth program, and they're like, "Man, you are twisted. You have to You're go too home." Fucking evil and creepy for us. <laughs> we invited you to the yeah. Hitler Youth program so that you could associate with young kids your age, and instead you keep standing outside the circle and looking at everybody from under your weird bull cut. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't grow a toothbrush mustache. Yeah. So get out. <laughs> get you on know, the train. You, you, had, you had the blonde hair, the blue eyes. Yeah, you, you were so close. But, you know, you should only be looking like you're going to kill Jews. You're going to kill everybody. Listen, we've yeah, all we had a talk. And you've got this real rapey look in your eye. And it's making everybody uncomfortable. So. <laughs> oh, you know what I think is happening? Uh, if you take a look at the, his right ear, I believe that is a hoop earring. I think oh. I think oh, Kemp gosh. is having That's some so uh, gender identity issues. <laughs> or or he's one of those like European metalheads that's like was like one of the pioneers in body mods. <laughs> that's possible. <laughs> I mean, who, who knows what who knows what he's rammed through his penis? Hmm. Also, oh, conspiracy gosh. theory. Ramstein. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Kemp. All right. Too close to comp for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Kemp. Mine Kemp. Anyway, he is uh, giving you advice on what the best order to take in being the bosses is for Mega Man 4. So, decent advice all around. Yeah. And uh, we got, like, John's favorite uh, regular over at the Manhole Club, Ringman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next up we got Adventures of Lolo 3. Uh, someone wrote in how to, how to get past one of the more difficult levels, and we got uh, Mark Vwitch answering. He looks like a uh, like an older version of Fez from that 70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And Vwitch mm-hmm. sounds like some kind of like Twitter handle from the 80s. <laughs> and then uh, next up we get for it's, Prince it's like, of Persia. Like he's made like <laughs> he's made like a triangular sandwich. And he's just calling it the V-Witch. Mm. The V-Witch. <laughs> so you save money. Chef Mark. No, um, he calls himself V-Witch because he, he eats at the girl's V so much they gave him the name, you know? There you go. There you go. The way he eats that V is like magic. Mm-hmm. Like I, was, I'll tell, I was taking I'll it tell you. way too culinary. <laughs> Sorry. I was taking it way yeah. too culinary I'll, and thinking that he just couldn't think of his own twist on a sandwich. So he just got the regular, like white bread ham cheese and then when you cut it like like straight down the middle he cuts yeah. it at an angle and he's like oh the v-witch mm. you gotta order the v-witch i'll tell you Try who's who's, uh, who's not getting a v-witch is uh, mike bush <laughs> on the next page here uh. <laughs> this poor kid went for the uh, howard look looks like a howard clone and uh, he's giving advice on prince of persia for game boy yeah he's like he's like the joker and howard had a baby Uh, (laughs) and that baby did not get laid okay he looks like um he looks like the guy who plays the new reed richards in the fantastic four who's that guy miles something miles teller miles keller yeah the new reed richards kid yeah Mm -hmm. that's what it looks like also this prince of persia advice is genuinely helpful because i remember getting to the mirror stage and nearly gave up if it weren't for my spastic rage that made me accidentally <laughs> jump through the mirror rather than actually melodically figuring out that if I take a few steps back and carefully jump, I can do the thing that the game is asking. 
I was positive <laughs> that the game was broken, so I was happy to just rage on it until it succeeded. And then, and then also, they even warn you here with the tip that you'll have to fight your doppelganger later. The uh, once you pass through the mirror, a ghost splits off, um, and you'll have to deal with him later. So that's cool that they actually give you that heads up too. Mm-hmm. So next up, we've got a special feature, which yeah, is I interesting. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before. No, this is a whole feature about the arcade games out at the time. So it's nice. called Arcade Game Update, a roundup of 1992 coin-up standouts. So it's uh, it's interesting because uh, clearly some of these have been ported over to Super Nintendo or Nintendo, but others have not and uh, never did. So it's interesting to see what they featured here, and, and you, so, makes you think what they might have been planning. Before you know. we get going, I I have to skip to seventy seven and the bottom right, Robo Pitch. <laughs> Tell us about this, this game, uh, John. This, uh, this thing is the oh most. My God. This thing is the it's most a real doll. It's the most glorious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta put this picture up on Facebook. <laughs> so it's like it's if it's like if you took if you took a if you took a mannequin and like made a pitching machine. I'm so wondering like how the, the arm idea, works. Does it actually idea, like wind up and throw? <laughs> the idea This real doll is a pitcher and a catcher. Wink right, wink. Alright. Um the idea here is like that it's a more realistic like it's for actual baseball teams is what they're saying. <laughs> But they're like, it's this idea that would like the make the the pitching machine more realistic to help like train batters, I guess. But oh dear God, like it looks so creepy and just that, so like, wrong. I can. This reminds me say, of the uh, taxi driver from uh, Total Recall. Johnny Cab. Oh yeah, yeah just Johnny Cab. <laughs> yep. Hi, welcome to Johnny Cab. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, What's he, he asking like, for? Quaaludes like, or something? <laughs> That's what they he use in the future like, for currency, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just according to Cosby. <laughs> All right. It's like a Thunderbirds reject. So sorry to skip to the end there, but that was just so good. That... All right. So what games do we have in here? We have, um, we have Street, Street Fighter 2. All with, the good with games. Chun Li do- yeah, with the- Chun Li doing her impression of the thinker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And that so that game that game does get ported to the Super NES eventually. I, yes, I, I'm pretty sure. So yep. sure and does. there's X Men. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the I love the picture of the cabinet here saying like the line forms here. We're giving you a chance to see what it looks like because you won't be able to see through the crowd at the local <laughs> arcade. And they show us a blank fucking cabinet. <laughs> yep. It's got no stickers, you know, thank, no nothing. Thank God, thank God, we got that sneak peek. The cabinet yeah. is blank, and so is the fucking screen. It's an so, unfinished cabinet thanks, with no game in it. For the, <laughs> thanks for the nothing. Yep. Oh my God, Gail, you're fucking blowing it. So what they're really saying is, what you want to look for when you get into the arcade after getting out of your DeLorean from the '80s is you want to look <laughs> around, find the sweet, sweet X-Men. Uh, cabinet with six people crowded around it, oh, God, and then yes. look over to the dark, dark, dingy corner where, like, it looks like the machines aren't plugged in, and you'll find a blue cabinet over there, and that's the one you want to find. <laughs> oh come on, Super <laughs> Street Fighter was pretty popular, but that yes, that the next game up is the X Men Six Man uh, Brawl. It's a brawler, right? It's like a fighting game. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
I remember it and Beat him it being up. awesome. It was just awesome. <laughs> and we get to see Wolverine getting knocked on his ass, which no, is hilarious. Yeah. So just, did they port they ported this one too, I, I remember. No, right? they never did. Uh, no, this one didn't. Okay. Yeah. Because maybe, uh, nope. six, maybe six man action? I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna they, say it, you it can, didn't have the <laughs> only on John's birthday. You, they have mm-hmm. it on uh, iOS and Android now. They have ported it eventually to iOS mm. and Android. But it's only oh, one wow. player, I think. What the fuck? They've well, never, I mean, six people crowded around your player. phone would be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it. Ne- you could do it like on the network, though. I mean, we all yeah, you could do that. So. Yeah. So yeah. also, I, I just. Ter- Sorry. Go ahead. You're fine. Well, you can get the main ROMs for either the four-player version or the six-player version, but it's just it is weird trying to play the six-player version on like a, a TV, even if you have a widescreen. It just takes up so much real estate. But sorry, yeah. Brandon, what were you about to say? Uh, I was just going to say, like, I can imagine, uh, I can only imagine the number of times that kids had to be escorted from the arcade by, like, other dweebier-looking kids who were just a little bit taller <laughs> than them, probably, from, like, you know, even just, like, having four guys around the cabinet and everybody's elbows are out and everybody's fucking heads are right into the screen and they're all just smashing away whose quarter's next mm-hmm. and all this shit. And just imagine a bow going straight and just catching somebody right in the eye socket and then... You know, you got kids scrapping over quarters and spilt milkshakes. And I don't know. I, I remember people being pretty civil at arcades. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, you haven't been to the Canadian arcade. Yeah, I can just imagine <laughs> the X-Men getting the, getting the rage out and nah, just nah. accidentally. No, no, no. People were fine. Uh, fine. So, and then Turtles in Time, which I know that was ported because I remember playing it on the Super yes. Nintendo. So, oh, yeah. Um, looking great. It's a great game. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Total Carnage. I don't really remember that game. Super. Looks like Smash TV. It's just Smash mm-hmm. TV, right? It's a follow-up. Yeah. Oh. Follow it it's Smash TV 2. It's a combination of Scarface and Mutoid Man from Smash TV. Yeah, it says follow-up to Smash TV. And then uh, there's a football game called Super High Impact, which no one remembers. Maybe... Which is a really misleading name for a football game. <laughs> it's a porn mm. move. And then... Um, <laughs> there's a game a... called Driver's Eyes, where mm-hmm. it has like this whole seat and uh, three screens... And a steering wheel, and it says the adjustable seat is attached to a body sonic system. <laughs> so that means they put a subwoofer under your ass. Pretty much. Yeah, but it's a it's a Formula One game with like three screens, and it looks like pretty decent, I'd say. So you can see the best polygons that 1992 has to offer. That's right. There's a yeah. Su- Suzuki. Also, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. My my thing was no, totally just a dickhead. Well, I was gonna say. For the for the fact that it's got three screens on a racing game where you're trying to go mm-hmm. as fast as possible, right? What the fuck are the side screens doing? Showing you shit that you went past? Yeah, give you. I think it's to see if someone's trying to pass you. Yeah. No, it's no, no, no. It's just immersion. It's like gives you wider yeah. wider field of view, basically. Exactly. So. I guess so, um, but if you're driving and anything is on any of the other screens, your car is facing the wrong direction. Yeah, you don't <laughs> like, much, You have a problem. It more just looks cool, and since you can get closer to it and still theoretically be able to see more, like there are a lot of racing games that do this now. Like a lot of mm-hmm. yeah. high-end sim guys will build like home rigs that have like three widescreen monitors for more immersion, and you're not looking behind you; you're just getting more yeah. field of view. It's more for peripheral so. vision than it is for like directly looking at it. You're getting a sense like, okay, there's a car coming up on my right. You get that feeling so you can kind of see out of the corner of your eye, versus sort yeah. of nothing, and it's just a surprise. It it so. is that feeling of immersion. So, uh, uh, we, we skipped Total Carnage, and we shouldn't have. Okay. Because if you remember... <laughs> I know Smash what you're going to say. They drop, they drop down bills and gold bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here, it seems like you collect American flags. Because, mm-hmm. you know, super patriotism or whatever. 
and oh my god, is this here? The story is set in the aftermath of a war. Reporters set to the Kukistan Desert to cover the war begin to disappear. The Doomsday Squad, and then we get to see a cutscene of this guy who looks like M. Bison in front of a radiation symbol, and it says the action can be fierce and is definitely gory, but Akboob has to be defeated. <laughs> I oh like the next God. part, the little blurb right Jim after that. Boob. Yeah, the, the baby milk factory. Yeah, the little yeah, because you, you uh, after you fight your way through the desert, take a short short break, and then you smash the road to the airport. Once you've disabled the airport, the only thing left is to take out General Akboob himself <laughs> at the baby milk factory, also known as Akboob's Chemical and Nuclear Development Corporation. So basically. You have to go disable an entire airport, which is just modern warfare getting ripped off, and then you have no to. English. Yeah, no and then English. you have, and then you have to go in to somebody's baby milk factory, which I'm alarmed by. I don't know if anybody else's red lights are going off, but that's got some serious uh, no-no zone. Well, the whole the warnings. whole idea here is this tongue-in-cheek. It's very like intentional. But we all know we all know that Similac is just a front for you know the ISIS. So, <clears throat> so you know, screw feeding your baby powdered milk. Like we all know that, you know, you should like run a Geiger counter on it, and make sure there's no yeah excess uranium isotopes in it. Yeah, all right, yeah. I guess of, if you're looking at it, to die from radiation poisoning. Let's continue on. All right, <laughs> Coca Cola Suzuka eight hours. So yeah, that's a bike racing game, a Suzuki uh, bike simulator. There's also another Grand Prix. Uh, simulating game called Grand Prix. I'm sorry, are we not going to discuss why this thing is called <laughs> Eight Hours Coca-Cola? It's because it's an eight-hour yeah, endurance weird. race, Mike. That's why. Just don't overthink it. <laughs> hours on the. Fr- I mean, like, you've I seen like Le Mans twenty-four hours. Like, there's. I mean, there and there was a whole Gran Gran Turismo mode where you had to beat the Le Mans twenty-four hour race. Like, dear God, I don't know how people did that because like playing a game for twenty-four hours straight would like especially just like a Gran Turismo game, but. Uh, I know at least Triforce got to play Tetris when he set his gold record. Uh, yeah. Record. So, and then there's a Grand Grand Prix F1 game, and then there's another game called Bots here, which is like a mech game, <coughs> early 3D um, game, kind of interesting. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently made by the same engine that brought us the Money for Nothing video. <laughs> so, and then there's also they're showing off the Nintendo Super System uh, cabinet. I've seen these in in arcades. They're kind of weird, but the idea is that mm-hmm. you could. Um, play um, Super Nintendo games, and they're saying you could you test drive the games before you buy them, and, and apparently they have missed. Although, pl- although he's playing RoboCop Three, which I believe is a Nintendo game. And they what have, the hell is with the side art like, on Mr. the cabinet, Be- by the way? Mr. Bean, <laughs> like trying. Yeah, I was yeah, wondering. They got, they got like they got every reader's dad as the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but they, and apparently they got like a Sega Game Gear as a VR as a, uh, as a as a as a Google Cardboard. It looks like the Wii U. Yeah, contro- uh, the Wii yeah U as I say, Wii U remote. Pro's classic controller. <laughs> Maybe that's where they stole so. the design from. They were flipping through and they were like, how can we take this stupid stick thing and make it more innovative? Holy shit, have you guys seen this picture? It looks just like our old controllers. We'll switch back to the yeah, old controller. That's how they designed the N64. It's innovative. Just back at one of their uh, NES. What was that shitty controller with the stick in the middle? The 64. Game Gear. No. Ben, when we were reading the, the early joystick. issues, we yeah we saw the, uh, the oh issues oh yeah it was like the mega and, controller yeah one of the mega drive or something mega like that. super 
idiotic. Just a clusterfuck of buttons. Stick in the middle. Yeah. Clusterfuck of buttons. The everything. With a stick in the middle. Yes. And we realized the N64 wasn't their first attempt. It wasn't an experiment. (laughs) It was them going back to the drawing board and thinking, shit, we skipped this over. This was genius. I like how... uh, To take their fingers off the side and move them towards the middle to get some weird action going on. Mm. Speaking of weird action going like, on, Arcana, <laughs> the video game. Let's keep moving, guys. Before, it's getting late. It's hold getting on. Late. Before we get that much further ahead, I just want to add that I really like how they actually have um, paddles on the cabinet instead of, uh, you know, the joystick and the buttons. If you zoom in, there's like a, a white paddle beside him. It looks like he's holding the other paddle. Mm-hmm. You're a paddle. I don't know if anybody else is zooming right. in. <laughs> Speaking of zooming in, uh, Arcana, the video game. <laughs> Brandon's a real pedophile. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. I do like my magnifying So Arcana, feature. the video game. Ar- Arcana. Let's move on, guys. All right. <laughs> For the Super Nintendo. So we got some interesting art here of apparently uh, a tarot card reader showing some cleavage and brandishing a oh, sword. Yeah. yeah. So this game actually is play. It's an it's a dungeon crawling, like three D, um, like tarot card driven game it's really weird did, did any of you try it out or anything going into this not I a chance to. this game looks fantastic it's not is it, but is um it do with Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> so the idea is that like um that's a good question the enemies are look like 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 cards they pop up and um you have a team of up to four people at a time depending on like who you've run into and like you gather cards for like extra abilities and stuff. It's super weird. Um, There's been card games that have worked in the past. Well, I guess the problem here is that the so there's a screen on page eighty where you see them like walking through the world. Like you would think that you would run into encounters like out there. No, like you just go from like dungeon to dungeon, and the dungeons themselves just look like you look like. Um, it's like Doom. Like page. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, like Wolfenstein or Doom, so it's kind of hard to find your way around. I mean, looking at these maps, like, these are, like, pretty intricate areas, like, and it's one of those games where, like, you take one step, if you, like, take a look to the right, an enemy can, like, spawn, if you turn back straight, an enemy can spawn, like, so it's really oh, hard so it's to get around. Oh, so it's got Castlevania 1 mechanics. Yes, hmm. and so the problem is, like, it's just very tricky to get through all the areas with what I understood. But, like, the idea is interesting, and, like, maybe if it was more, like, less... If it wasn't constrained by, like, having to um, go, like, click by click through, like, 3D, kind of quasi-3D tunnels, it would be a little more mm. interesting. So, like, the like the combat system of the cards and everything is interesting, but, like, the way the... Just the execution of the game itself is just doesn't lend itself to being all that fun, is my you understanding. Know, maybe... We should run this game on a uh, special episode of the Taste Test. Yeah, considering it's kind of down you know, your guys' house, <laughs> I'm sure. If, some, if somebody makes a request on the Facebook page once we uh, put up some polls. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't look that much into this game, I'll be honest. I, I tried to understand what it was. It's If you were going to design a game that would keep me away, you would say dungeon crawling, like, card-based combat. <laughs> 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 So, uh, but uh, you guys go ahead and talk. I've I've said my piece. Mike segways <laughs> need work, though. And, uh, what would keep me away is if it had the same look of these Ultra Bots 
What? For the, uh, for the fold out. Oh, we we're skipping, huh? Okay, wow, Mike moved fast. Let's move on to... Oh, no, we're done. We're good. Uh, let's move on to the uh, fold-out poster. So, I actually yeah. looked into this game because it looked kind of interesting. This oh, game yeah. never came out. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, Don't it was a DOS like... game. That, yeah. Yeah. Sounds familiar. So, we've got, just for our listeners here that aren't looking at this... We've got uh, an old-school 3D rendering of just looks like really simple plasticky polygons. Yeah. And it's a couple of robots on, like, a barren field. And what was that one, random TV show that was rendered like this? Oh, reboot. reboot. Yeah, that's Reboot. It. I was just about to say it. Yeah, yeah I think a reboot. reboot was better. Mm. Well, right. Oh, yeah. Reboot definitely probably had better graphics, to be honest. Not to say that these... Well, yeah. Or that was, much worse. This was but. 1992. This game right. did come out for DOS in 1995, but like mm. it was many iterations later. <laughs> but it never made, it never saw light on console. Not if it looked like this. Hard, <laughs> hardly the same game by then. Does, does it look like this? This first robot is wearing some kind of football helmet. Yeah. Yes. He looks kind of like. Glad that you said that. Who's the? What are the 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 globby the globby aliens in um, Futurama like? Oh, what am I like the the green guy? Oh, like the reptiles? Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that Are you talking about the? Oh, the uh, the Gers. Gers. Yeah, that's it. This guy. Are looks you talking like... about like Lur and Gur from Planet Omicron? Yeah. Omicron. Omicron. Omicron first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. This guy looks Brandon like the total uh, he's he's being constructed oh, yeah. out of uh, balloon animals. Like, <laughs> and like a football, <laughs> and a football helmet and a reason. football helmet yeah. <laughs> yeah and all purple and like a horrible tinge of green for the for the crotch uh, collarbone area and yeah. it's yeah. called I'm kind of uh, glad we didn't see this called Ultrabots again I just want to point out why does a robot need a cock piece? I don't know how many times I have to ask this question. What? Well, but in what universe does a robot need a cock piece? That's how you start the robot because you start with a dildo. Yeah. Oh. You start with the cock piece, and then you work your way up. How do I get the dildo to be where I need it? Well, I should give it legs so it can follow me around. Right. And you know, like, yeah. you know, if it can walk around. What if it could? How, how what if it could hold stuff for me? Yeah, yeah it's gotta be able to open to knobs. Me, so right. I need to be able to get it to turn open knobs as well as play with mine, <laughs> and then. <laughs> so this and is then, like, you Mike, know, you're looking at this far too practical. Is, you're looking no. at this like a man would. You gotta he, look at this like a female would. Mm. You got a dildo, and you need you need a hot bath and a glass of wine poured, but your two hands are mm-hmm. holding your romantic novel. There you go. Uh-huh. So what do you do, right? You just add legs and arms to the dildo so it can <laughs> run you a bath and pour you your glass and then do the rest of the work for exactly. you. Exactly. Brandon See? is a fucking genius. This is, this is how these, ro- this is why the, these and, robots and, and ladies have cod pieces. Clearly ladies, he's sensitive. Hmm. He's sensitive. Uh, and he's single. Sensitive and single. Oh, okay. So if the subtitle for this That's game right, is ladies. Sanction Earth. Coming soon to your Super NES from Data East and Nova Logic, and it's coming soon. The sub so are you. coming never. The sub, <laughs> the subtitle to the game is coming soon, nah. <laughs> and that's it. Just coming soon. Yep. <laughs> Maybe eventually. All right. So um, ladies want an athletic man, so they just put a helmet on it to give it that illusion, like he's got a high class paying job. And but games that actually came yeah. out, we're talking about super driving games. They have. Top Gear. 
<laughs> Put on your racing helmets. Forget about those robot football helmets. We're talking about super driving games. We've got Top Gear and F1 ROC. Oh, there we go. John, I'll walk us through this. Top Gear, if you don't mind. Top Gear, I will say, uh, I was actually really excited doing my prep here because it might be one. It might be my favorite Super Nintendo racing game. Like, I love this game. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's in the vein of like Outrun. Um, I didn't even realize this at the time, but like, uh, you get basically just pick between four different cars. The only real strategy is the top speed and the fuel consumption. So like, as you get further along in the game, uh, the races get longer, and so if you use a car with a little bit less um, top speed but more fuel consumption, um, or, like better, or better on the fuel, yeah, yeah. So you have to like space out your pit stops because otherwise you have to like pit in the middle. It slows you down, and you're, like the people can over overtake you. So um, it does require a bit of a, of learning like what you need for the different races, but. Um, Outside of that, you know, it's, it's just, it's a pretty simple arcade racer, but what, like, everyone I know that has ever played this game <laughs> knows the game for is its uh, 16-bit music. It just, like, has a really great, like, techno soundtrack. Like, I was at a, at a party once uh, in high school, <laughs> and I mentioned, like... Oh, there's that, uh, there's that great, uh, you've ever played that game, like, Top Gear, and, like, this random, this, well, not random, this friend of mine she turns to me and she goes oh my god the music's amazing in that game like completely unprompted like (laughs) (laughs) so um and i uh, there's videos all over youtube of like people playing electric guitar piano um orchestras playing the soundtrack to this game like it, it is very like very very good music for um for this generation so uh i think ben wanted me to play like the intro song i guess is that is that the deal Oh, we can have. Or you can give it to me, and I can lay it in. Yeah, he okay. can just lay it in. All right, I'll send you a link. There we go. So, anyway, I'm sure uh, we're listening to the amazing tones that uh, Mike has put in. So, ooh, so smooth, so sweet. Um, mm. The only thing that really changes otherwise is uh, a couple of the modes have um, like night driving, like New York's at night. Uh, so you have like if you look at page 86, you can kind of see you can only see just like a little bit out in front of the car. So. That's pretty interesting, um, and then like when, oh, you, when you run into things, like a little um, comment bubble kind of pops up out of the car. It's kind of funny. Like you can see at the top right of that page too. Like, uh, what are you blind or whatever? Like some guy had ran into him. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> hey, did you get your license from a cereal box? <laughs> well, it's shorter than that, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, and there's a bunch of different modes. They're all pr- like they're all pretty, and I, I mean, I don't think I was that good at video games when I played through this game. Uh, originally, so I don't think I got through to all the different modes, but I really liked it. Uh, I will say the Hiroshima track is the bomb, so uh, give that oh. a try. <laughs> you get to nuke your opponents. Up. I get it. <laughs> I think uh, the German track is yeah. just is the right track. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, right. uh, insert Scandinavia joke. So there's also. <laughs> oh, I didn't have so anything. I panicked. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Oslo, Oslo looks like it's giving you the finger guns. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Brandon, you also be able what to come comes? with something more than that. <laughs> okay, so the next game up is. Oh, yeah. F1 Rock or F1 Race of Champions. And it's an F1 racing game. It uses the. Um, oh, what's it called? Um. Uh, just lost my three inch thought. The 
Mode 7 chip. Racing. So the Mode 7 chip, it pretty much looks like uh, a poor man's uh, Super Mario Kart, which hasn't come out yet. Um, huh. No shells. No shells. It is uh, You're racing sort of high above the field, and they kind of look like little toys. Um, yeah, the perspective here is kind of strange. It is a weird perspective. Got a good screenshot here of that redhead with the headset on. <laughs> it kind of looks what? like... Um, it kind of looks like Mario oh, yeah. Mario Kart perspective. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. This is exactly like Mario Kart, except it's a four-man's version of it. Well, you don't have like the, real, uh, whenever I play like, uh, world, like modern racing games, mm-hmm. whenever I play like modern racing games, that's the view I always find myself taking is the most pulled-back view that I can mm-hmm. get. Well, yeah. I so mean, to be honest, yeah, that doesn't bother me too much, especially in an early game. Though, also, side note, Mike, you have a real fucking knack for finding the most 8-bit pictures and then making them, like, depraved. Not to mention on the same page that you found the sweet-looking redhead, which I will commend you on. There's two hot-looking Mrs. Something or others, assumably America or Miss Italy Grand and Germany. It just, it just says Grand Prix. Miss Grand Prix. A couple of pretty goddamn ladies, and you're down here yeah. looking at Little Miss Sunglasses. Because she looks like Princess Peach. She looks like she Julia looks like, Roberts. You're all about, she looks like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, she looks like Julia Roberts, for sure. She looks like sure. Nicole Kidman in Days uh, of Thunder. Get it right. And then... No, she does not. Um, next time... If, if Julia she was Roberts blonde. Princess Peach. <laughs> Nicole Kidman was Yeah, I see right Julia now. Roberts. I have no reference mm. on Nicole Kidman, to be honest. But, like, honestly... I'm gonna, I'm just it wasn't Nicole Kidman in Days of Thunder. Likes. Oh! Yes, it was. Then we look at, we look at the drop. Italy track. The, the Italy track looks like a full-set dildo. Dude, that's like where he met. That's where Tom Cruise met Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Top Gun. <laughs> okay. Or the Italy track. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of Top Gun. said the Italy track. Oh, man, yeah. never mind. That's Meg Ryan. <clears throat> that one wasn't. Oh, Meg Ryan. No, I'm thinking of the other person, the teacher. Oh, yeah. But... Meg Ryan was the other Goose's uh, wife. Meg Ryan, yeah, Goose's wife. I was thinking of bow, now, 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 bow, now. Alright, so in the Facebook chat, I'm going <laughs> to post in a little bit of justice here. So Very good. Alright, next up we've got Krusty's oh. Super Fun House. Well, we already covered Lemmings, so. <laughs> is it exactly? No, <laughs> it's not it is, Lemmings, is it? It is pretty much Lemmings, um, but it, it's like much better artwork. Well, you control uh, Krusty, right? Well, yeah. So you're you're walking around as crusty, but like the idea is these rats are going through, and you have to like create the right um, environment like, for the movie. environment yeah. where the where the rats go to somewhere where like one of the other system characters will like get rid of them for crusty. <laughs> Just well, like, leave them into a bag. So basically, so, it's like murderous lemmings, like in bit with like. Well, yeah. The good so news is though the, is you're not the, having to the use the video game version. You're not having to use the 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 D pad to activate a mouse cursor though. You no, you're just walking guy around the screen. You're walking crusty you, around, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then you have to. So this is the to their destruction. This is the video game version of the Disney documentary. What are lemmings? <laughs> <laughs> Krusty's just corralling them all into the fireplace or wherever the fuck. <laughs> Krusty brand documentary. Hey kids, why are rats suicidal? Yeah. What's the deal with those rats and how do they keep running off cliffs? We're I mean, here to find them. out. Look at them. I put up these bricks, these conveyor belts, this one door that opens and leads to a rat trap, and they go right into it. Crazy. <laughs> they must be they must not have any flight or flight instinct. 
This must be a this must be a brain fart of evolution, De- designing a creature to kill itself. <laughs> there is also a- the uh, the main cover. Why is there like echoes of the characters? Like there's three Barts and there's three Krusties and all the mice. I don't know. What the, the hell is that about? Probably an acid trip. Some, some- <laughs> Someone learned how to use the copy-paste function, and they were unsupervised. <laughs> so there's... You got a little ham crazy. Also, Bart's coloring is way off, and Homer's coloring on the... I do, enjoy, I do enjoy that one of the characters that does the, disper- like, does the disposal of the rats is Corporal Punishment on page 96. And um, another really... <laughs> what was I going to say? Is he gonna... eating them? No, like, so the, the goal, <laughs> the goal of each... No, he the... is eating them. Look at him, he's got he's oh, like he is eating it like shit. a friggin' snake. Damn. Yeah, yeah, Corporal's and it says in the first line. method Corporal. of eliminating each troop of rats is eating them. Hmm. So like each each Fucking of these psycho. machines, like so like Homer what like hits him with like a laser. Uh but like yeah, yeah so like each green station where you're Homer nukes them. them. Well it says laser, so, I think. Okay, so let's yeah. look let's look through well, all the yeah, ways that I'm... rats are killed. So they have a pickle jar. So says a rat will fall into a yeah. glass jar and get stuck. The jar then serves as a step for other rats. So you can take the rat to a trap, um, and then Krusty kicks and breaks the jar. You have Bart a cheese uses, eater Bart uses grater. The rat trap where he smashes them on page ninety-three. Okay. You know this yeah. game could have been, this game could have been perfect with one swap instead of Krusty. You could have just made it itchy or scratchy. Oh my god! Scratchy killing the 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 mice would have been cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been like sweet. But it doesn't much. really work. That and, then, great. and then the Mario Genius. two ending. Then the Mario two ending where you realize it was just a dream. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, work. and how good would it have been for their like cross promotion tie-ins and shit to have like the TV show that the kids are constantly watching is a game that we can play in the real world. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you why didn't they do that? When, remember that episode when Bart wanted to see the Itchy and Scratchy movie? Or the one where yeah. Itchy kills, uh, where Itchy finally kills Scratchy, and then we finally this gets to, and they can just say, "This could Bart, be what, that." What did What did they see? Go to your local game store and buy Scratchy's mouse slaughter. So we got Homer um, missed action, frying up uh, rats with a laser power gun, and then you've got yep. sideshow Mel. Uh, trapping rodents, filling them up with air, and then popping them. them Yeah. Full on dick dog. Yeah. And then we have... uh, This this game does look pretty interesting. I would actually like to give this game a try, and I might, (laughs) because it's kind of weird, like, in a a fun way. Totally sadistic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, John, if if you want a guest on the taste test, Uh, we can talk about this. Uh, So Bart (laughs) is uh, activating an automatic rat shredder. <laughs> so it just shreds the rats right yeah. up, and that's the last one we say we we see in the article here. So but anyway, got, uh, it would be nice to see. It would be nice to see what Marge has. Mm-hmm. They even have the Duff Cola factory. They call it yep. Cola. Duff nice. Cola. That's funny. Barney, Barney would just Barney would just run them through a beer funnel and then just mm-hmm. pour it into a mug and right. drink them. No, Barney's <laughs> drinking bottles that came from the factory that all have rats in them. <laughs> oh. That's even better. Richard Gear Richard Gear would send them somewhere else, that's for sure. Ayo. <laughs> just bent over he's just bent over the bar with like a, a toilet paper rolled tube in his butt. Alright. Uh, that's in. a vision. Okay. With that uh left in, left left on your palates, let's get a let's get a palate cleanser in here and go to the uh players poll contest. Players poll contest. Oh, so you get to, Oh, yeah. So you third prize, you get Nintendo Power jerseys of the fifty winners of the same shitty T-shirt. 
of uh, Nestor on a fake Nintendo Power issue on the back of a T-shirt. Yeah, you Second can't wear prize. that to school without being murdered. Wait, is it the back? Why the fuck is it on the back? Yeah, the front just has the Nintendo Power logo. Oh, so that they so that they know why they're kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see it. So they have a target for the food fight at, at lunchtime. Yeah. Second, second prize, prize: Street Fighter Two for the Super NES. Capcom's nice. arcade smash for your Super NES has ten winners. That's some good artwork right there. And then grand yeah, prize really cool. is the actual arcade game. Um, the non-functioning cabinet. The cabinet <laughs> yep. with no screen on and no artwork on the sides. It looks like it was <laughs> rendered in a shitty 3D rendering machine. Um, it's special order for Street Fighter 2 because it's Blanca. Get it? No. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of drawing a blank, I got nothing. All right. Uh, on to Nestor's Adventures. Dulls them all, folks. <laughs> God, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, All right, so before we get into Nestor's adventures here, I have an anecdote. So I sent you guys a, po- uh, a couple of photos here. Mm-hmm. So when I opened my own old uh, copy here, I got a uh, pamphlet that fell out from my copy. And uh, this must have been, let's see, this was uh, um, 92 in July, right? Is that mm-hmm. this? June. June. So this must have been when I, my, me and my family moved to uh, England. So I have a pamphlet here about from the Consular Assistance Abroad. What a British consulate can do for you, what a British consulate cannot do for you. And uh, <laughs> it looks like it has the same artist as our favorite uh, Dick Nose drawer, or, oh, yeah. or similar style at least. And um, so anyways, I thought it was amusing and I'd send it over there. They've got things like, no, there's no such thing as a consular magic wand, the guy wearing... Uh, uh, magic magician's outfit and um, it's very British this is very, it is very, very British, British. <laughs> yeah and it, like I like this one about uh, hobbies like bird watching and train plane and ship spotting can be misunderstood particularly near military installations <laughs> near military installations sorry yeah, yeah. It, everything exploded at the same time <laughs> Oh my gosh. Train spotting is discouraged. Do not try to travel through toilets. Mm. <laughs> if in doubt, don't. Don't risk arrest as a spy. And, <laughs> do drugs. And then it's got this whole picture of if you are arrested, and it's got this dude with like his arms uh, tied up to a stick, and he's surrounded in like a box that has spikes on the top of it for some reason. That's a video game trap right there. Yeah. So... Interesting little uh, side note there for you. Little, so, little little bit of gift from past Ben to his future yes, self. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. There you go. So on to Nestor's adventures. The guy's, the guy's in the hospital and he's got a doctor standing there with a flowchart and a hack and a hacksaw. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Hacksaw. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, when the doctor shows up with a piece of hardware. Yeah. That's when you realize you're kind of screwed. Hmm. Oh, and it says. And when you are there, avoid unlit streets at night. It is normally safer not to resist violent theft. What? So what? We can't go, what? So we shouldn't go Liam Neeson on their asses? Yeah. What? That sounds so. Am I dumb? Was that backwards? Yeah, you should be beating the shit out of the locals <laughs> if you're a stranger walking down the street at night. You, you can I always establish dominance. I always presumed that when I was in a foreign town, I should just go out and cause as much shit as possible because I'm a foreign dignity. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I diplomatic got, immunity is made to be abused. Diplomatic, com- yeah, absolutely. Why do you think my license plate says funny words that you can't read? <laughs> okay, so yeah, then we got to see Nestor's adventures with Robo Nestor. Uh, this time, instead of being the one vandalizing signs, he's grabbing a guy who's vandalizing a sign saying RoboCop 3, and the guy's drawing a C beside it. A 3C, I don't I thought it was a zero. Get. Yeah, I thought it was a zero, but once you said C, I was thinking maybe he's going for a C-3PO reference. Mm. Yeah, in which case the C's on the wrong side. You know, yeah. it would have been funny if he wrote down a C in front of the 3 and he was working on the P. Yeah. Well, anyway, we get to see Robo Nestor patrols the streets where no ordinary police officer dares to go, apprehending criminals and bringing them to justice. And then we get to see him grabbing a dog from a fire hydrant, saying, defacing public property is a crime, scum dog. You know, I love that movie, Scum Dog Millionaire. So, <laughs> I prefer Cum Dog Millionaire. <laughs> I laughed oh, you mean this is I not Scum Dog Millionaire? <laughs> Robo Nestor's hardened exoskeleton can withstand gunfire, crushing weights, and the stench of moral decay. Then it shows a guy pushing a weight that actually says 16 tons on it. So, you know, it's 16 tons. So him and his buddy had to split had to split it. And Eight tons of pushing. Yeah. And <laughs> and I don't know what they're going for because even if they did drop it, it would just fall down the stairs. <laughs> shooting a rocket launcher at Nestor. Just crippling the other guy. That's their plan. They're going to fuck this guy up in the middle of the mayhem so that they can get away with it. Yeah, they want to gain Nestor's trust by, you know, saving his life and then they can, you know, try to get away with shit later on. Well, I was and thinking this is like an organized group and they're just trying to, like, bump themselves up the rank by taking out, like, a, a higher up. You know, oh, he's trusted yeah. with a rocket launcher, but they're just a couple lackeys with the heavy weights, right? So if they knock this guy off, maybe one of them will get the rocket launcher. Oh, yeah, and there's a bit, yeah, like a free-for-all, like that uh, Smoking oh, yeah. Aces movie. So, yes, good to, movie. Yeah, and then we get to see this guy uh, threatening to turn a fire hydrant on RoboNester. Oh, and gosh, says, no. But he has some problems with rust. Conserve natural resources. Protect the innocent. You have the right to an attorney and a towel by jury. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute little, cute little uh, turn of phrase. And then we get to see a nice computer readout saying ROM BIOS version 3.0 efficiency. Legs 13%, rust damage to servo joints. Body 50% rust damage to belly button. Arms 25% rust damage to elbow linkage. Nestortronic brain 2% rust damage to all circuits. Incoming message proceed to power up capsule at next block. Robo Nestor knows whenever he passes a power up, he can't go back for it. <laughs> Just like Zoolander, he can't turn left. He proceeds slowly, looking for a route up to the ledges. Haste makes waste. Recycle aluminum products. Don't leave home without Brillo pads. <laughs> and then we get to see him having his head opened up by the uh, scientist over at PCP or whatever that company is. No matter the cost, Robo Nestor will never give up the fight to protect decent Americans. Rusted brain again needs adjustment. You have the right to remain stupid. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of oil. <laughs> so, it's a, it's a pretty darn good comic, I'd have to say. Great puns, good artwork, nice homage. Probably the best thing to come out of RoboCop 3. 
Okay. All so right. Next it's up, late. we got uh, the power I think we players. I need to skip George and Rob. Unfortunately, it's just. I would agree. Uh, we get to uh, we get to we get to ask the same question: Why are they here? <laughs> yeah. Like like many people ask about our podcast. So. <laughs> All right, on to the top twenty. Uh, we have Super Mario Brothers three for the. Well, there, there were some scanning issues because we were looking at the. Uh, I'm trying to look at the uh, just to see what the numbers are for the uh, latest releases, and it seems kind of fuzzy, like it's sort of out of sync for me. But we get to see uh, Defenders of Dinatron City, that game that looks so cool, and it couldn't break a three except for theme and fun. Oh, I thought we were talking about the top twenty. I'm sorry. Okay, you're talking about the reviews. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, no, we had the power player, the top, you now playing, and, yeah, so, did anybody see any games or, uh, scores that they thought were neat? No. Let's go. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> All right. Stanley did, yeah, Stanley, the search for Dr. Livingston, it got a three averaging all around, which puts it in the same league as Power Punch, Round Ball, of course it's round, what else, who wants to play Square Ball? Good old Triangle Ball. <laughs> no, that's a, well, that's a family classic. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to discourage the the dynasty of the Triangle Ball. Apparently, yep. Metroid Metroid Two was this month, though. Like, I thought we had prior coverage, but no, it was released. Yeah, it must have been a preview. We had it on so, a cover. We, get... we had it was a cover game before. Yeah. Hmm. It's been out for six Lemmings, months. It said Lemmings knocked it out of the park. Uh, uh, yep. Rounding about a four for all the themes, and then going on to the Game Boy. We got Star Wars. Uh, apparently, Ben disagrees with the rankings here because they're all a little over three. It's because Lucas gave some of that sweet, sweet Lucas Arts money. I know Howard was still uh, pressing some of that. No, we did Howard. Howard was working for GVC at that point. Uh, yeah, he got booted from Lucas <clears throat> pretty quickly. He did. He's just like, so long, fellows. I'm moving on for greener pastures and a secure future. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that's how that went down. All right, so... T- <laughs> and then Krusty Super Funhouse uh, rounded mid-threes. And Spanky's Quest, which really should be a porno. And then Top Gear, which uh, racing game and top threes. Mm-hmm. Yay! All right. So and Arcana. Arcana also top you. threes. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I've just been letting I've just been letting Mike roll because I love it. Let's move Nobody on cares, to the Mike. top twenty. <laughs> so we have a wonderful illustration from our dick nose drawer of a of a baseball player catching a ball in his mouth for some reason. Mm-hmm. For the NES, well, he, has he, makes perfect, my he, has per- he has a perfectly good good glove, but yeah, I'm going to use my teeth to catch mm. this thing. Well, I guess it's just a, he's he's got plenty of practice over the weekend. So for the NES, uh, number one, we have Super Mario Brothers three. Number two, Tecmo Super Bowl. Number three, Battletoads. So Tecmo Super Bowl is coming in hot at number two. <laughs> like, like me, like me on to the to the bathroom on Taco Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. And they nah. mentioned Legend of Zelda, no longer available in stores. Link's first adventure still strongly appeals to the players and bros. So, no, now they've actually mentioned that like. Yeah, well, now we're good. now we're enjoying this game, and if you don't have it yet, tough titty. No longer available in stores. Yep. The hell's wrong with them? Oh. Uh, all right, so Super NES, Super Mario World is number one, F Zero is number two, and The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past is <laughs> number three. 
And they're all six months, apparently, which That's isn't possible. Still because, incorrect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's definitely been more than six months since Super Mario World and F Zero have been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, Lemmings six. didn't completely yeah. fail off the board. And less than six months for Legend of Zelda. That's right. the Super Nintendo yeah. Lemmings. That's not the one we just had. But yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they haven't even covered that one, and it's already made the top 20. <laughs> and then, you think they would have uh, covered the Super NES one, but I digress. For Game Boy... I believe it's ahead of Joe and Mac. Number one for That's the second game. month ever, we have Metroid 2, Return of Samus, toppling the mighty Super Mario Land number two. <laughs> And number three is Battle Tears, Bell Toads. Yeah, but wait, it says this episode, this, it says right now that, like, before, they were giving a rating to Metroid 2, and mm-hmm. it's, it's somehow saying that it's been out for six months, and they're giving... It's been out it for th- six months. I don't know why they're so, putting a rating in there, but... I don't know, I... Uh, whatever, all right. All right, let's move on so to players' picks. It's been out for 21 months. Wow. So... Time flies. There's only two people in here who really need commentary. We've got. Uh, <laughs> let's let's just talk about the elephant in the room, Marsha Byers. <laughs> oh my God, that's a girl. <laughs> yes. Not to be confused with Bryce Nielsen, who has a very interesting pink motif going on, but is yeah. probably most likely a male. <laughs> he does look like pink. Yeah, yeah, that's an unfortunate photo. He's got me. Star Wars in his pick, so he's an idiot too. That sucks. <laughs> 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 That's an unfortunate wow. hand to draw. And AJ, sadly, AJ he, Kyle sadly he is a way he too smug to be having his photo taken. The kid looks like yeah. he's three and a half. <laughs> that kid is a future serial killer. Like that's a mugshot waiting to happen. Whereas <laughs> the way Jesse, he like looks at you through his forehead. Jesse like, Jesse Tuoy is a future frat boy. There's no way around it. Like he, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah. he's a bro. Jesse Toy, Jesse Toy is I love Toidles. He is uh, <laughs> a few years away from Frosted Tips. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Guy Fieri before. And mm-hmm. Jeff Jansen has Fieri. to be some yeah. sort of programmer at this point in time. There's no way. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he's. Who's the guy who making played, more uh, than any of us combined at this point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's the guy who played? Um, the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. That's, that's young Rick Moranis right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> Except Rick Moranis is already 35 years old at that point in time, but, or whatever. So That's why you said a young Rick Moranis? Well, I give up. Next up yeah. on the celebrity yeah. player profile <laughs> is the rising star of David Faustino. Yeah. You might remember as Bud <laughs> Bundy from Married with Children. Isn't this guy like uh, five feet tall? He had to get arrested. He had to get arrested for meth or something. You think so? Yeah, he definitely had like a down spiral. Like I just remember when like they had uh, I can't remember her name now. Uh, Peggy, what's her real name? Christina Applegate. Peggy. No, Peggy. Uh, oh, oh, freak. She's Tarangalila. <laughs> Tarangalila. That yeah, one well, too. Thank you, Katie Segal. When she got her Katie's Hollywood. Uh, star like on the Walk of Fame. Everyone from Mary with Children was there except for David Faustino. Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> it's like oh, everyone else was, he was gone too busy and had playing. great careers except for you. What happened? He was too busy playing Contra Three. Apparently. Oh, it says here that uh, he appeared with the uh, seventh annual with the cast at the seventh annual Land TV TV Land Awards in two thousand and nine. Presented. For some reason, by Dr. Phil. 
and he had a cameo <laughs> appearance on, on HBO's Entourage and co-starred in the feature Not Another B-Movie, which was distributed by Troma Entertainment. Mm. So, you know, he got to rise all the way up to be in Troma yep. films. Oh. He, 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 that he, like, he co-founded and co-hosted a nightclub in Los Angeles called Ballistics, <laughs> B-A-L-I-S-T-Y-X, which is the same name as his rap album. <laughs> 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 oh, no, no, so he's no. living the Roxbury dream. I have a rap group to... called Little D. <laughs> yep. Little D. Little D standing five foot um, three. Yeah, has, but has anyone told him what Little D means? <laughs> oh he's got a little God. D. Yeah. Oh and apparently he was in There's the a... of Korra as the voice of Firebender Mako. And uh, he apparently has a. Bl- he's what? very into martial arts. And has a blue belt yeah. in Taekwondo. And he's also in DreamWorks Dragons, so he's doing voiceover work now. Well, Nobody wants to see his dumb, ugly face anymore. He's like five feet tall. Still. <laughs> so he has to like stand on a phone book to reach the mic? Yeah, I was going to say, is that him in the oh, background of the picture? They say it right here in the article, five foot three. <clears throat> yeah, he's so, standing on something. Um, But... He does mention something in this interview that comes up over and over again. They, the people on set love the Tetris to pass time. So I guess mm-hmm. people making TV to, TV shows have downtime, and Game Boy helps them get through it. <laughs> yep. So, all right, Pack Watch. Pack one of watch. one of his songs is called "I Told Ya." That's good to know. Told him about Oh my gosh, we got to find this album. If any of our <laughs> listeners, yeah, David mm. Faustino's album Ballistics, feel free to pipe please, that in, Mike. Please <laughs> give this to us. That so has to be on YouTube. That has to be. I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, just find mm-hmm. it on YouTube and you pipe it in. All right, Pack Watch. So we've got. If we find it, you're going to be hearing it right now. We've <laughs> got Super Faceball for the Super Nintendo, which I thought we looked at this before. It's the same uh, mm-hmm. as it the is. Game Boy version as they used to have. "Quote unquote better graphics and split screen mode." Then you've got uh, NCAA basketball. I wonder, if, like baseball, if you could like see outside the first person camera if you're really just like a ghost and you're facing, and this is like your revenge against Pac-Man. <laughs> that would have been a better premise, honestly, uh, instead of just some random smiley faces shooting each other. And we've talked about NCAA basketball as well. They had the whole interview about the mode seven. In there, and then here's a game that we haven't seen yet before, which is a classic called Out of This World. So this is a uh, port from a PC game of a uh, futuristic sci-fi sort of story and uh, fairly revolutionary in uh, in gameplay style and approach. So this looks a lot like um, a game that I played when I was a kid that I can't quite remember. I want to say like Flash. Flashback. Point. Flashback. What's that? Flashback, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood what the fuck I was doing on that. Well, same people. We will get into Out of This World when it comes up in Nintendo Power. Uh, nice. Next up, we've got a preview for Mario Paint. I don't remember these things in Mario Paint. Um, let's see here. I just remember the music maker. This song is so bad. <laughs> Are you playing this, it? This song is you so bad. <laughs> Okay, well, our listeners are definitely going to hear Oh, my God. Our listeners are going to share your pain. <laughs> should we find... I mean, should we find it right, right now? Talk about Mario Paint. I'll look it up. 
I linked it to you in Facebook. Oh, oh did you? Yeah, it's already linked to us. So I got okay. a YouTube video. I'm not going to listen to it yet. Cause, um, yeah, I'm going to wait. Really? I'm I gonna, told you. I'm firing up right now. So we're gonna, we get to see Jeep Jamboree. Well, Mario painted it. It's a classic. What are you doing? I'm playing the music. Deafening our listeners. I was going to lay it in. I'm laying it in right now. <laughs> laying it in. Oh, here we go. That's what I told your mother. Lil D. Here I come, here I come, here I come. Straight down the business, now you know I just begun. I come with peace, I come with knowledge, not the gun. And when it comes to trouble with my mind, I overcome. The chaos and confusion, cause you know I'm not the one. And when it comes to respect, yeah, give me some. So you wick whack, nick, knack, tick, tack, skip back. I got the funky style, and you know you can't get with that. I got more flavor than the Barcady Kit Kat. And when it comes to kitty cats, I gotta have your Jimmy Hat. You go on insane. Every cell in your Jimmy Hat. And he takes a condom out of his shirt pocket and tosses it on the ground. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Why are you talking over this song? Anyway, okay, all right. <laughs> I heard it fading out. Right. Yeah, I faded out. I figured we, were, we had enough of that. Uh, yeah, it's uh. so bad. <laughs> all right, Mario Paints. So they've got, uh, talk about stamp mode, and they talk about wave race in here. They've got a football game they're talking about. So they really haven't gotten into Mario Paint yet, and we'll get into that later. They have Jeep Jamboree for Game Boy, which looks like a racing game with Jeeps. You've got uh, Spot 2 for the Super NES, Prince of Persia for NES, uh, and then a bunch of other kind of crappy games for the NES coming out. What's what's this out of this world game? I was listening to the rap song. Like, what is that? It's a PC port of a game. Okay. It's okay. sort of like an adventure game where you, it's all due to um, a lot of its timing and sort of puzzle solving. Was it? Yeah. It's, did it ever come it's out? It's like yeah, I had it, it actually. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you can get it for it, it uh, the, on remastered on Android show. or iOS actually. Okay. The it's first screen tricky. shows a uh, a guy pulling a Harambe shooting this big gorilla guy in the back. It's super hard. <laughs> it's like you die over and over, but like it Yeah. It doesn't make well, you start I, at the beginning. It makes you like it just takes you back to like the last section basically. All right. Well, I am genuinely having like trauma flashbacks right now just looking at the screenshots of this <laughs> and hearing the sound effects of that other game that the name eludes me. Flashback. Flashback. Yeah, Why is that so hard to remember? Flashback. <laughs> yeah. I just think you'd remember flashback. I remember, mm. like, the only Speaking thing I truly remember about that game. For Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. so they talk but, uh, about... Uh, next what's, Yeah, what's, what's coming out for Japan, but mm-hmm. uh, they don't really get into... Too much. It, it seems to cover. St- yeah, this is covering stuff we've already seen. Yeah, um, upcoming stuff. Well, it's, I think it's more just comparing the fact that uh, I'm assuming that readers in this time frame would be, you know, trying to look to Japan for like what's coming out. But, yeah, but this article these, is these games before, so it's weird. <laughs> like, it's just it's, yeah. This well, it's basically space. it's just filling up space, telling you that the. The gap in time between when games release in Japan and when games release in the United States is closing, basically, is what they're saying. They're like, look at all this shit released in Japan and brought to the United States, you know? 
Yeah, and it, and it seems like it's also pointing out the fact that recently in, in this time era that the U.S. has grown so much in popularity with the games that are happening that now it's more of a shared platform than it mm. was with Japan, you know, both feet firmly planted on the top. So, so all right. And then we get to see some strange things in the gossip galore with, like, somebody walking up to a fire hydrant. I guess, like, they're going to be peeing on it or something. <laughs> What? And then we get to see this weird controller yes. with like a Super Nintendo or a Super Game Boy. It's a Capcom competition joystick, and it's for NES and Super NES, which sounds really no. dumb. Like, <laughs> There's no way that got made. I've never seen that. It looks super weird. I like it's how like it's like one of those ergonomic keyboards, basically. So yeah, it's ergonomically on designed. And buttons on the right. It's ergonomically cracked in the middle, so it hurts your wrist less when you smash it. I see. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, and then so next issue, we have, what, Street Fighter Two, Capcom's gold medal challenge, because it is 92, so it's Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. What was 92? Was that... that Barcelona? Was Barcelona, yeah, so... Barcelona! <laughs> or Barcelona, if you're going to say it the right way, right? And then... Barcelona! Which I remember that being a 64 game. So there's Wave Race 64, but there was a Wave Race NES, mm-hmm. I guess, and now Wave Race uh, Super Game Boy. Boy. I think it was just oh, Game, Game Boy. Boy yeah. And then they're doing some coverage from the NCAA basketball, which I'm sure you guys breezed over. But that looks I just good. Saw it. it is really it is a fun game. Though I was reading through it, they don't have the Pac-10 or Big Ten, so you're missing mm-hmm. like two giant conferences. And as a Pac-10 Arizona fan, that kind of blows. <laughs> so it does blow. <clears throat> well, so still we we're checking out. In the street, yeah, we get to see in the Street Fighter shot that Chun Li is showing off her legs to Ryu, mm. and then in the last frame we get to see Dalsum going. You call those legs? These are legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fun to play with. He's so defensive. If you can play with him well, like it, he's a he's an awesome character. So, all right. Um, On that note, um, that's the end of our issue. So if anyone would like to reach out to us in between um, publishings of our podcast episodes, please reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, just go to the Playing With Power po- with Playing With Power podcast page and uh, look us up. Send yep. us a message or leave a comment. If you'd like to reach out to Mike, you can hit him up on Twitter at GetThePower88. If you'd like to send, a f- send us a few dollars to donate to, to keep the show running, uh, please go to Patreon.com slash PlayingWithPower. And uh, if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review on iTunes, we would appreciate that feedback as well. Even Um, the negative ones, we still appreciate it. (laughs) With that, I am Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And I'm Brandon. (laughs) And now you're playing with power. I just begun. I come with peace, I come with knowledge, not the gun.
whack, nick, neck, dick, text, get back. I got the funky style, and you know you can't get with that. I got more flavor than the park any kick cat. And when it comes to kitty cats, I gotta have a jimmy hat. You're going insane, every cell in your brain. If you think I use my fame to try and gain a name. So what up, wake up, pinch yourself, I folded ya. Fool, I told ya. So come on, y'all, and see me. Not on the telly TV as Grandmaster B.E. Or even Bud Bunny, but that's the funky romantic flow, and that's the way it has to be. Now, bring it back, I got that fool. Oh, I don't want to hear your fool. You think I'm not capable? Well, come here and your face are full. The pieces and pieces and pieces and quit. Oh, But Dewey, Dewey, fellas think very hard, very deeply, Dewey. Want to get that pussy, 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 pussy cat. Meow, 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 meow. How's that? So, tune into the station, what's my conversation? Can you comprehend, do you understand the situation? So as I swing you like a merry-go. Yo, here we go. Yo, no, let me go. To send you what you ordered from the menu. Don't pretend to be a little sucker, knock a back of what you don't understand. What I am saying, you think that I am playing. But on the other hand, you know I'm in demand. So why don't you take a stand, you just fold it. I told you. Because if you want to jam, and welcome to the slam. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell Mike out right here, but he knows the lyrics to that song. <laughs> 